Hello everyone and welcome to episode 64 of Personalities That Carry, your very own WP Carry MBA podcast. Today we are talking with Savannah Huber. Savannah has a background in engineering management and she interned at Intel over the summer of 2018. She's concentrating in supply chain management and business analytics and here to talk more about her life. Here is Savannah Huber. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode number 64 of Personalities at Carry and today we have with us Savannah Huber. Hey Savannah, say hello to our friends. Hi guys. All right. So now let's get started with uh, our very first question. We ask about your background, where you come from, what you've done before coming to the MBA and what brought you to do your MBA at WP Carry. Okay. A lot of questions in there. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm from Arizona. Um born and raised here, been here my whole life. Just kind of unusual, so I'm one of those people that once it drops below 50 degrees, I'm pretty much freezing. So, um and then I went to ASU for my undergrad. Um I originally started as an English major, but after about a year of that, I realized, uh, not a whole lot of job opportunity in that field. Um so then I switched over completely and I went into engineering. Mm-hmm. And I actually got my undergraduate in engineering management, which is very similar to um just regular industrial engineering, but it has a lot more concentration on like I took a bunch of finance and accounting courses and some project management. Um so that was very interesting, uh, especially how well it correlates now to supply chain here. Mm-hmm. Um and then after graduation, I worked at a um research and development company here in Tempe um that specializes in nanotechnology. Um I did process development engineering with them for about um 2 years um and then kind of at that point I was looking for um something new. I realized that that company and that position in the company I wasn't really um growing a whole lot, wasn't learning too much new stuff and I didn't really have any room for advancement in such a small company. Um so I was looking around at other positions at other companies when one of my uh good friends told me about um the Ford Focus program and the ability to go and get your masters um and have the scholarship paid for. So that kind of uh gave me a new option to think about. Um and the more I thought about it the more I thought, you know what, getting an MBA right now that'd be great especially um if like the main factor that prevented me from going back in the first place to get a masters was the cost. Mm-hmm. So, um went ahead and applied. I think I found out about it very late. <laughs> so I applied on the very last day and I think I was on the very last interview group as well. Um, and this was around what four? I whatever the very last <laughs> round was. <laughs> okay. right. Yeah, I was in a uh, Shannon as well. Actually met Shannon that day. Um which is very funny. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, and then I was very excited to come back to school and kind of um learn more um and just look at different opportunities. Um and I was also like just in general for an MBA, I was more interested in I had originally done engineering management, but within that I was very much more interested in managing things mm-hmm. rather than doing the nitty-gritty engineering part. Um so then an MBA translated well to being able to demonstrate that you have those managerial skills and can uh, also back it up with uh, a technical background. All right. So once you got in what was kind of your expectation out of this MBA? Um I think my expectation was to learn about how to manage um projects um and then very rigorous coursework and um just learning uh various aspects of how to manage business a lot of uh expected a lot of case studies which turned out to be very true. Mm-hmm. Um 
And then I, I guess it kind of had came in with little different expectations because I originally thought I was going to be doing finance as my concentration. Okay. Um, but then uh, very quickly realized I do not like finance. <laughs> uh, and then switched over to just doing uh, supply chain and business analytics, which I liked a lot more. Um, and then one of the things that I expected but didn't realize to what degree it would turn out to be true is just kind of overall like personal growth through the program, learning more about what do I actually want to do? And then what are my real capabilities that I just haven't pushed myself to uncover? Mm -hmm. So that part has been um, really great. Really enjoyed that aspect. Okay. And after coming in, maybe you had certain expectations that you talked about. Has there been anything in terms of like groups, executive connections, clubs, uh, and career services, anything that has exceeded your expectations so much? Um... I feel like I covered that in the first part. Um, exceeding my expectations. Um, groups have been like the, um, I guess, I don't know if it counts as exceeding, but it was more than expected. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of group work and just the very collaborative nature and the requirement of um, trying to work with all different types of people. Um, that was much uh, more than I expected. Mm -hmm. um, coming from engineering, I think we had like one group project ever. Um, and the career services has been amazing. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised by the amount of personalized attention um, that career services places on our students. Um, and just, again, coming from, I keep using a lot of comparisons to my undergrad, but I know in undergrad, like, they sent out an email telling you when a career fair was, and uh, that, that was, was about, it. that was it. If you went, you did. If you didn't, oh, well. So that was... Um, much different, and I really enjoyed that, um, especially having just the tight-knit bond of everybody and everyone's going to all these same events. If you happen to miss an email, then your friend's like, hey, are you going to this career event? And usually you're dressed up anyway, so you just uh, walk on down. Um, and that was um, definitely exceeded my expectations, the um, kind of sense of community um, and just the overall like caringness of the program about individual success. Okay. You talked a little bit about changing your concentration from what you had expected to do. <laughs> Why did that happen and what pushed you in the direction of these two concentrations? Um, so I originally came in with finance um, and then I added on uh, supply chain later. Once I realized actually what it meant to me um, before coming to the program, supply chain was just like talking to your suppliers and negotiating prices and that I had no interest in but then once I realized that um, like the operations aspect of it I was like well this is exactly like industrial engineering but with a, a bigger management focus so really um, decided to add that on in addition to my finance because um, it seemed like something that I was really interested in um, and then after taking I think my very first finance class and uh, just really feeling like it wouldn't be applicable to anything that I had any interest in going forward. I could see its value, like for what it was worth. Um, but then going forward, I just couldn't see myself sitting there all day with spreadsheets and crunching numbers like that. Um, however, um, after that, then I did look at adding in um, business analytics um, because I really saw how well business analytics could merge with supply chain um, and just the need to understand databases and how to do queries and how to 
interpret data and be able to visually present it, um, and just especially in today's world and growing technologies, just really, um, really great skill to have, just business analytics knowledge. Given that uh, of the classes you've taken so far, has there been a favorite course? Um, I think my favorite course would probably be um, decision modeling, um, kind of as a whole. I mean, it's separated into two sections, but just decision modeling in general, it's just, it kind of speaks to the engineering side of me of taking a problem and breaking out into little pieces and then um, just kind of working through it in a very logical, methodical way. And it's, it's one of those things that like, once you hit like the run simulation button and you come out with an answer, you just get that like warm glowing feeling of like, yay, I did it. <laughs> so I really enjoy that class. Um, and then last year you had to get an internship, but so you, I think you got your internship at Intel. Yes. Can you tell me your strategy of getting an internship and then what actually happened? Okay. Um, so my strategy for getting an internship at first, it kind of started kind of haphazard of just, oh, looking at, um, uh, WPC connect, looking at all their, um, events going on, just signing up for anything and everything event-wise. Um, and then um, looking through all the job postings and again, just sending out application after application. Um, but I was very fortunate that I think within two months I had gotten um, an interview with um, Intel um, and through just a job application on WPC Connect and then also Poly One. Uh, also WPC Connect. And then by going through a career fair, I got a second um, interview with Intel, which uh, that process was a little confusing because I had originally assumed that the first interview I went to was in relation to the WPC Connect because it was both Intel, but apparently the uh, two sections didn't talk to each other. So yeah, so one... That I applied for was a completely different position than the other one. Um, so yeah, and then just going to interviews, um, I did end up getting offers for Poly One and then both of the Intels. Mm-hmm. Um, so then really deciding which one to go to, I had gone to um, Poly One on a visit and checked out their campus facilities, talked to everyone there, um, and then really came down to deciding um, what I thought was best for me career-wise. So although Poly One um, had a very good offer, um, it just didn't seem like something I wanted to do long-term. Um, and then on the same side, deciding between the two Intels, I really didn't want to spend the summer in uh, Santa Clara, which is um, where the... Um, the Intel headquarters are? Yeah, it's okay. where the Intel headquarters are, but um, that one was for a operations type supply chain role mm-hmm. versus the one that was in Chandler, which was for a supplier negotiation type role. Okay. And I, even though I really wanted to stay in the Valley, um, especially for cost of living purposes, <laughs> um, I just knew that long term, it would be best to have the experience of the operations because I knew that's the direction I wanted to go. Okay. So can you tell me a bit about your particular role at the internship and maybe your project over summer? Yeah, so um, I was with the Consumer Products Logistics Group, which again is just um, basically um, working through the operations. So one of the projects I worked on was um, developing a 
basic macro to just pull a ton of information from their database and run a weekly report on what's our um, test efficiency, what's our uh, capacity utilization, and kind of forecasting, given our forecasted demand for the next five periods, like how far behind are we? Hmm. So just kind of looking at that. And then <clears throat> as a complement to that, then the um, managers were able to look at, okay, so one of the big things that's really impacting our efficiency and our ability to uh, meet demand is this one test procedure, which has like a 30% yield. So they go back to engineering, talk to engineering, figure out ways to increase that yield, and then immediately you can see what effect that would have long-term. Uh, so that was the one of the projects I worked on. Some of the other things were just related to um, basic forecasting of demand over the next coming years, um, and then kind of correlating that to um, how that would affect our capacity needs and ways we can, since most of the things um, that we used to test were through subcontractors, like, okay, we have this primary subcontractor, but we also have the secondary subcontractor, which has we go to because it has lower yields, but it's more cost efficient. So just kind of doing cost benefit analysis of mm-hmm. how um, important is it that we stick with that main contractor to get the better yields versus we need to meet our demand. Yeah. All right, then let's get back to a little bit of uh, what your likes and dislikes are just in general, just to get to know you at a personal level. Okay. So can you tell me what you do, what your hobbies are when you have some leisure time on your hands, hopefully through the MBA, you might have found some leisure time. Yeah. yeah. No, second year is definitely uh, has a lot more free time than first year, which is really nice. Um, so for hobbies, um, well, I just recently got a dog. So a lot of time is now spent taking her for walks. Um, and since she's still kind of a puppy doing a lot of time spent training, which is mm-hmm. a huge test of patience that I, I never didn't expect. Um, I like to listen to podcasts about murder. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, usually do that while I'm walking the dog. So uh, that, that's kind of a, a unique one. Um, I like watching uh, anime. Um, I read a lot, listen to Audible. Um, I recently started painting, mm-hmm. just uh, very basic, doing a paint by numbers, which mm-hmm. uh, kind of has the same like calming of the uh, doing the coloring pencil mandalas, mm-hmm. which, uh, yeah, I usually do that while also listening to murder podcasts. So it's calming. <laughs> it's a weird combination. <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird, but it's, uh, uh, it's fun. <laughs> Sweet. Um, do you watch a lot of movies? Way too many. Way too many. We okay. definitely watch way too many movies. <laughs> Give me your favorite or a favorite series of oh, movies. My favorite movie is the Lego movie. Okay. It is. And I'm so excited. I just uh, saw the second one this past weekend. Mm-hmm. How's that? It was It was really good. Of course, like never better mm-hmm. than the first, but still did not disappoint. So. All right. Um, what about TV shows? Do you binge watch certain TV shows? And can you tell us a little bit about your favorite one? Oh, man. I... I binge watch a lot of them. The problem is, like, I binge watch them and then I kind of forget, like, oh, yeah, I watched that. Mm. Um, so let's see. Right now, I'm watching uh, The Good Place, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Um, binge watch uh, <laughs> more murder shows. Um, the, um, of course, Making a Murder was mm. really popular for a while. Um, and then I think I've watched The Office about five times wow. all the way through so 
I mean, it's just something that's kind of fun to have on in the background, and then you'll be cleaning, and then you'll hear that joke that you remember, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Those are the kind of shows that, that they just stick in your mind. They do. Um, and they for some reason, even though it's like kind of like old jokes, they, mm-hmm. you never get bored of them. Yeah. What about a genre of music or a favorite artist? Oof. So, I have some weird answers today. <laughs> so, recently, in the past week, I discovered um, the Hamilton soundtrack, mm-hmm. which okay. is phenomenal. I've never seen the play, but I've been binge listening to that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I just adore how clever the humor is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, definitely love musical musicals. Mm-hmm. In general, and I think for just um, general genre, I'm pretty open, but I do like um, kind of like 50s old school music. Hmm. So like The Foundations, Benny King, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Do you do a lot of reading? Do you have a favorite book or a book series or an author maybe? I do. I love reading. Um, I think my favorite book is uh, East of Eden, which is written by John Steinbeck. I mean, most people know... He wrote uh, The Grapes of Wrath and Of Mice and Men. So he's got a lot of a lot of good hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoy his just writing style. And East of Eden is kind of a hard book to like sell people on and why they should read it. It's just kind of the story of this family. And that sounds pretty boring. And it just follows like them through a couple generations. But mm-hmm. it just kind of has a lot of um, profound life lessons that I feel like a lot of people can relate to. And it's written in a very... Um, simplistic but poetic way hmm. and if you could choose a person in history that you'd like to have coffee with and get to know them better who would that be i think i'd have to uh default back to steinbeck i okay. feel like i could just listen to him talk and i feel like just mm-hmm. having conversation with him would just feel like wow he's so insightful <laughs> i wouldn't have anything to like talk to him about other than just like listen to him yeah, yeah. just just talk to <laughs> me and i'll listen all right uh, what about pet peeves? Do you have any? Can you share some? <laughs> Many? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Everybody has their um, pet peeves. I think um, some of my bigger ones are people that chew with their mouth open mm-hmm. slash talk while they're chewing. Mm. And that's uh, that one kind of gets on my nerves. Mostly it just seems kind of gross. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then, of course, everyone has pet peeves about, like, people that don't signal while driving. Hmm. That's yeah, that's true. That's fine. Uh, if there's one thing that you could tell us that you do really well and that you could teach others, what would that be? <laughs> I'm really good at juggling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many can you juggle at a time? Well, I can do um, three or four. Okay. I mean, the patterns are different. Um, mm-hmm. I can do a couple different patterns with just the balls, and then I can also juggle with um, like the clubs, the you know, ones that look like bowling balls. Mm. And I'm working on a, a couple different um, other things like doing the rings and stuff. But yeah, that's a, a random talent <laughs> I have. That's actually good to know because yesterday I was doing a scavenger hunt and I was supposed to find a person who can juggle oh. and take a video of him, him or her juggling. I, <laughs> so I could have been that know. person. <laughs> All right. Next time for sure. Mm. <laughs> so uh, for plans after graduation, do you have any that are certain? I do. I've actually um, accepted um, an offer with Intel. Nice. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. So that is um, that was kind of a thing we negotiated on. Um, they had originally wanted me to be in Santa Clara, mm-hmm. but um, just 
lived there for a summer and that's kind of enough for me. So I did get them to uh, get me a position down here in uh, at their Chandler site. Um, I'll be doing supply chain analyst. Mm-hmm. Um, still not exactly certain on which um, business group I'll be with um, since they kind of like had yeah, to find a position for me. It's so too early. It's too. a little up in the air still there, but um, that's really nice to kind of not have to worry about going into like the final months before graduation. Um, and then right after graduation, before I start working, um, me and my family are going to take a trip to Ireland for a week nice. or so. So that'll be my first real international trip. So mm. very excited. Right. And where do you see yourself maybe 10 years from now? I hope 10 years from now, I'm like a major executive. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll take a lot of work. Um, especially if I'm at a huge company like Intel, but definitely 10 years down the road, I want to at least um, be upper management. Um, I just can't see myself being okay to be just um, like a team member. I definitely want to work towards being that management level. Um, Hopefully working on some uh, pretty cool new technology. So definitely that, probably still living in Arizona, have a big house, giant yard for my dog. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Yeah. Um, and if people are trying to get into the WP Carey MBA, do you have any advice for them uh, just in terms of like getting into the MBA or once they're in, what kind of preparation they should do for this? Okay. Um, so for getting in, I would say um, obviously you have to take your... Well, some things you can't help yeah. anymore, like your <laughs> undergraduate GPA. You can't go back and fix that. Um so th- you just really focus on the things you can, like the admission essay, make sure it's meaningful to you and mm-hmm. it's well-written, and then make sure you study well for your GMAT. Um, and then it also, and like, it never hurts to talk to a bunch of people that are in the program now, get their feedback on things, and then when you, interview day comes around, maybe you're interviewing with somebody you already talked to, and mm-hmm. it just kind of uh, gives you that, that one up. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say once, like, coming into the program, once you're accepted, um, just be prepared for that first couple of quarters. Um, don't let it overwhelm you. I mean, the first two quarters are extremely overwhelming, but I feel like it, uh, it does a good job of testing you and making you see what you are capable of Mm -hmm. and that you can actually get a lot more work done in a day than you ever thought you could. So yeah, just keep positive attitude about it. I mean, the worst that can happen is fail. Yeah. And uh, are you doing something for the school, organizing something, or are you part of a group? Maybe you want to plug something? Um, I personally am not the head of anything. I would say I'd plug all of my friends' um, things. Karen mm-hmm. at the uh, golf club, um, not golf club. She's uh, part of the um, Women's Leadership Association who just finished up the golf course, which I took, and it was awesome. It was great. Um, Caitlin Deshaun, I know, does the Volunteer Council, great events, um, hosting the softball game this weekend. Um, then, yeah, all the other things, I Net Impact, um, a part of that, that's a great organization. Um, I know Jacob just started Conscious Capitalism, so mm-hmm. that's uh, exciting. I'll look forward to learning more about that. Um, but, yeah, just all the clubs in general, just being a part of them would be a great opportunity. Uh, And how would you like your peers to remember you once you're done? Ooh, I would like them to have good thoughts about me. (laughs) I mean, of course, in general, good thoughts about um, just somebody that they'd 
from a professional sense, like to work with somebody that they can uh, rely on and somebody that they would um, say yes when their manager asks if they should give me an interview. Mm -hmm. Sweet. And uh, this is kind of the end of the podcast. Uh, How would people get in touch with you if they want to talk more about all the things you've talked about? Um, Maybe your email address or wherever you're active on social media. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, email address right now is the savannah.hoover.asu. Um, and then after that, uh, graduation, I think that's going to deactivate. But It should, it should yeah. deactivate throughout oh. your life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll always LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook. I don't ever use it. <laughs> so you're welcome to try it. Um, but yeah. Thank you. So thanks, Savannah, for coming in today and doing this with us. Uh, I hope people will get in touch with you if they want to know more. And thank you all for listening. Awesome, thank you. So great that Savannah was able to negotiate staying in Chandler for her full-time opportunity with Intel. I'm going to be shameless and request a Core i9 processor from Intel with your employee discount once you get there. To our listeners, thank you so much for listening. We're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, and all the other podcast platforms. I shall see you in the next one. Goodbye and peace.